right, guys. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Family First Life Sky's the Limit Call. My name is Stephen Yee. I'm your host today. Um, I'm excited to have Lada join us because she did something last year that I don't think a lot of people in our company can do, right? She protected over 400 families strictly from a home, not, not hybrid, not half in the home, half face-to-face, but everything was done strictly you know, from the comfort of her home. So I wanted to dive into this and, and hear her story and share with you guys um, how she did it, because I know a lot of us are transitioning, you know, into learning the hybrid model or learning the virtual model as well. So good morning, Lada. Thank you for hopping on. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I appreciate so, it. Hey, um, how long have you been in insurance sales? Because this is all new to you, correct? Uh, March 27th will be a year. Wow. So, so like in two weeks, it'll be your first year in insurance. Yes. yes. You protected over 400 families in basically nine months. Yes. <laughs> what did you do prior to this? Um, I, my whole life prior to this, I was in timeshare sales. So um, I lived, ate, breathed timeshare basically for over 20 years. So, wow. um, and I was always on the go the last five years you know, four years prior to COVID, I was constantly running from site to site, from city to city, state to state. So I was constantly on the go. So this being hybrid in one place is definitely different for me. Right. So when you got started and, you know, whoever had, you know, recruited you, how did they put that in place? Because, you know, at the time when you were starting, there were still a lot of people doing face-to-face. How did you make the decision to go, I'm strictly doing virtual or whatever it may be? Well, I mean, when I, when my position was eliminated in timeshare during COVID, I moved back from Vegas to Texas to do new home sales. That's basically the bottom line. And I did it for a few months. I did not like it. I, it was just not something that I was used to. The sale was not as fast. Timeshare, you meet people within 60 minutes or 90 minutes, you have the sale and you move on, right? Right. So I was used to instant gratification if you want, right? And uh, I knew the closest thing as far as comp for me and as far as a quick, you know, you're doing, you're, you're selling people, timeshare, you're selling them the dream. This one here, you're selling them the possibility of God forbid, if something would happen to them, mm-hmm. you know, what it would look like for their family, right. you know? So, so it was just a little bit of a tweak in how the sale is and right. how you're changing their life. Um, but I knew my other half had already started with FFL and he was doing in homes and door knocking and, and he was perfecting the door knocking down, you know, every single day. Right. Personally, I knew it was not something I wanted to do. Right. And um, there were a few people that, you know, had recruited me that were doing, you know, Zoom, Zoom sales. Um, and I said, listen, I want to watch you do it. Right. And if you know, and I'll see if it's something I like. And I, I, I recall watching a full day of appointments on Zoom and FaceTime. And I sat there and I go, hmm, if you can do it, so can I. Exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, I immediately um, started, put in an order for leads and waited like a few weeks for my lead flow to come in. And I had watched my other half dialed. So it was something that 
you know, he was constantly doing and set up appointments. And my first month I, I broke about $50,000 Wow! and I, I haven't looked back ever since. I mean, are there tough days? Absolutely. Are there tough weeks? Yes. It's just all of it is mindset and you just have to keep plugging along and not stopping. I mean, you can't look back and you can't in the beginning, like if you had like someone cancel on you, I took it personally, right? You can't do that. You have to just keep your head straight and think positive and move on to the next family, basically. So right off the bat, you protected 50 families. Um, let's, let's dive into that. I mean, what type of leads were you running? Were you running mortgage leads, internet leads, Facebook finals? Like what were you running? I've, I, I have pretty much run nothing but mortgage leads. Okay. Uh, obviously when you run mortgage leads, you're going to cover all your bases. So it's, it's, you're looking at mortgage leads um, and that's all I've, I've had the opportunity to run. Mm -hmm. um, my other half was doing everything from in the CRM and I've helped him with them. And we've done, I mean, we've done a lot of final expenses with him on zoom and FaceTime. Too. Right. So, I mean, cause a lot of new agents, right. Their, their, their initial thought is the, the mortgage protection lead is 67, 80 bucks a pop. Right. Yes. And so it's an expensive lead to learn from. Did you run any age final uh, age mortgage when you were starting off? Absolutely. You got, yeah. I mean, first of all, I mean, my theory, I'm a little bit different. I believe you have to pay to play. Right. You know, so if you want to, you know, make the volume that, you know, I'm looking for, you're going to spend a little bit more money on leads and you can't be afraid, but yes, to practice, I highly recommend, and there's nothing wrong with aged. I've, I've done, I'm in a position now, the last couple of months, it's been like a little bit slower on leads. We all knew that that was going to happen certain months of the year. So I've gone back to my leads from, you know, six, seven months ago and work them again. And if, and if that, if you get a couple of sales out of them, you just reduced your, your, you know, your uh, cost per lead. So right. you just have to be able to be a little bit more effective with them and try and make up for that. But yes, definitely practice on aged mortgage protection leads and see how you feel and then start dipping more and more into, you know, a little bit the pricier ones. Right. <laughs> I love that because, you know, Brandon, Brandon Kitchens and I were just talking about it this past weekend, right? And um, he was like, man, I'm so foolish. Like I built my business running age, final expensive mortgage when I was brand new. And I just told, totally forgot how well that worked, you know? So, you know, we have a lot of agents that are running age, final expensive mortgage as well. So let's, let's dive into it. When you're calling, like, for example, your, your lead flow is, you know, direct mail is slowing down a little bit right now. What is your phone script like when you call an aged mortgage lead? Um, basically what you're doing is you're following through with them. What we've been saying to them is, you know, we're calling, you know, based on the information that you had requested, we want to ensure that you got, you know, coverage and you got the, the information that you were looking for. And, you know, some of them will tell you, I already got information or I'm covered or whatever. Well, great. My job is to make sure that you got the right coverage. Okay. Uh, before we close out your file, we need to go back and look at what you have 
and make sure it's sufficient in case you need to tweak it and adjust it, you know, um, and it's worked a couple of times, you know, we've asked them, hey, would you like us to go over, you know, your file or what you have, we've had certain situations this past weekend where people have said, um, you know, my, my mortgage amount has gone down or I change the mortgage company, no problem. We're still required as a field underwriter to close out your file and make sure that you do have all the right protection and coverage and you have you qualify for certain things that you may want to know what they are. Right. You know, try try and do like a little bit, get them, pique their interest a little bit. Don't don't be afraid to kind of get them going and ask them questions where they will want to know what it is that you have in place, right? You know, are you, some, trying, are you trying to close the appointment right then and there? Are you booking them? You know, absolutely. If okay. you can, if you have them right there and then ask them, do you have 10 minutes? You know, let's go over it real quick. And, you know, are, are you, you know, both available, you know, and try and talk to them. And I'll be honest with you, depending on where my leads are, I look at the weather, right? I have the weather of every state that I have leads in and I'll call them if it's snowing, if it's not going anywhere, you're going to catch them at home. I mean, it was easier to catch people a year or two ago because people were at home because of COVID. Now with the weather being nice, it's a little harder. So you have to be ahead of the game and, and look at the weather and see what's going on in their area. I like that. So, so if you're able to close them right then and there, you're going to, let's say you called me, I'm at work, right? My wife's at home. How are you setting that appointment? Are you setting it for this following evening, tomorrow? Like, how do you, what does that look like for you? As, as close as possible, you know, don't set appointments more than 24 hours later. The chances of them being there is pretty slim to none. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I, I try and tell them I, it's just not I'm not going to block my calendar for a week from now or three, four days from now, because, you know, we try and help families on the day or within 24 hours of I know that things may come up now we're going to have the odd person that will tell you, hey, I'm not available till next Friday. Great. Please understand I'm blocking 30 minutes of my time and your time on the calendar Okay, we have a wait list of people that need this help. So I want to ensure that you are going to be there. If not, please text me or call me and let me know. I appreciate you valuing valuing my time just I would yours. Right. So, you know, and now you've just let them know that, you know, you have a waiting list and there are other people that are asking for your help. And if they don't want it, please respect my time, just like I would theirs. Right. Now, let's say you do set an appointment for the following day or later on this evening. What does that look like? Are you putting them in Calendly? Are you manually texting them, emailing? How does that all work? I've, How does I've done Calendly. Um, I'm not very tech savvy. I'm not going to pretend like I am. Right. Okay. Not very tech savvy. So I have, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting better. Uh, so I do, you I like. Andrew without it. You're still amazing. So I don't know <laughs> yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I, I text them 
I like texting. I like, you know, I send them a text and my text says, you know, this is a quick reminder that we are scheduled, you know, for, for a phone appointment, Zoom appointment, FaceTime appointment in 15 minutes. Kindly type C to confirm. Um, we look forward to speaking to you. I send them a picture of their lead, mm -hmm. right? Because when you send them a picture of their lead, it makes a huge difference. Now they just saw their handwriting on it. They saw that they filled it out. So that's a reminder. Right. And then I also send them a quick, again, other than, you know, it was emailed to them, a quick, um, like, biography of who I am with all my license numbers and in every state that I'm licensed in and they just can click on it and it's a quick you know little website that they can click on and they know that we're legit so then when we're talking to them if they say hey I'm not comfortable doing something over the phone well 15 minutes ago and in the email that was sent to you previously you know, I, I gave you my website. Were you able to look at it? The reason is I want you to be able to go in and, you know, Google who I am and what I do. And, you know, ever since COVID, the dynamic of how we do business has changed in order to protect you and protect ourselves. You know, so we do this every single day. We talk to a handful of families that want to do this over phone or Zoom and it's not unusual. Make them feel that this is something that's the norm. Doing business in home is not the norm anymore right you know how what, what's your breakdown in terms of the amount of people you see on zoom versus telephone versus facetime like how much uh, percentage wise is one over the other it's i think it's it's pretty very uh, blended very well like there is not you know i have you know the older couples certain age that are not comfortable with zoom uh, don't have a iPhone, you know, uh, will be more comfortable with a, just a phone call. Right. Some people are not very uh, Zoom friendly, so we'll call them and walk them through it. And then if we see them on Zoom and they're having a hard time, say, hey, as long as we saw you and you saw who we are, we can move forward and do it over the phone if you're comfortable with it. Um, I've also downloaded Duo for people who have, you know, who don't have an iPhone. So, you know, you can do that for them. Right. Um, and then, you know, we'll do WhatsApp. We'll do anything that will is convenient and comfortable for the client. Right. And see, that's what I've heard a lot from, you know, a lot of folks that are doing virtual sales. Um, like Jacob Mefford told me the other day, he was like, yeah, I do a lot of, you know, FaceTime sales. And I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, well, think about this. He was like, our excuse is the seniors don't know how to do it, but that's how they're communicating with their grandkids over the last two years. Correct. He's like, Correct. so we ask them, do you have an iPhone? They say, yes. We're like, perfect. Would FaceTime work at 6 p.m.? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's actually pretty genius. You know, because we talk about phone sales often, right? We talk about um, Zoom sales. And, you know, a lot of the folks that I know that are doing virtual sales, I want to say the balance is like, 85 90% phone, very, very little Zoom. But I, I believe if you can see someone, that increases factor. your credibility that much more. Correct. I mean, and and we do that and it just makes a big difference. Definitely when they see you and they know who, who you are and they're looking at your website and they're looking at 
you know, your national producer number, now you've earned a lot more of trust for them or with them. Um, we've, we've also had situations where people will tell you, I won't do it unless you are in a home and, you know, we'll, we'll make a list of those people. And within, you know, a week or so we'll have, you know, someone from, from the team go out there. I love that. Don't leave any, you know, leads unresolved. If you can't get to a certain state, you are going to have people around there, let them go and meet with a family and get the sale. You know? Right. I love that. Cause you know, that's what, when Brandon started this, uh, this virtual stuff or the hybrid stuff, I should say, you know, his first week he ran strictly over the phone. And then the second week he ran face to face. And I was like, why did he do that? And he told me all the people that wanted to see him face to face, he booked them out, you know, 10 days out in advance and said, you can't miss the appointment. I have to see you block it out now. And then by the time he saw them, he had 11 appointments set with 10 and closed 10. And I was like, really? And he was like, we already set the tone that I was going to come out and protect our families. They just wanted to see me to verify that I was real. But like when you do that, it's actually worth you getting on a plane to go protect those people because it's a guarantee buy. Yeah. Right. So that's awesome. And if you have team in that area, it's not a bad idea that I've always said this, right? If they won't buy from you, I'd rather you give that lead to somebody else that can go close it because you get an override and cover the lead costs. You know? Exactly. Not just that. I mean, you're, you're helping your team grow. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I mean, I can tell you many times I've, I've met with people and I didn't have, couldn't create that bond with them. Right. And my other half, Adam is very good with people. He's the nice one. Um, <laughs> he really is. he's, he's a nice one and, um, people love him. And he has been able like to call 24, 48 hours later and still get the sale. Right. I mean, so he's, he's, he's a lot more warm and fuzzy than I am. So let's just put it this way. And he's, he's, he does really well with people and they trust him right away. So just sometimes you cannot connect with certain people. It's okay. Get someone else that might be more compatible with them. So you don't lose the sale. A hundred percent. I wanted to dive into one last thing on the phone or on the booking the appointment part before we dive into your in-home. Um, what do you do with your no-shows? How high are they compared to, you know, like um, if you book 30 appointments, how many are you getting no-showed on? Well, it depends. It depends on the day of the week. It depends hmm. on, on the weather. Uh, the last couple of months has been a little bit higher on the no-show factor, right? Um, but we, we go back and we call them, we text them, we give them a few days and we try and book them again. So we try and resolve every leads. Are you going to miss some? Are you going to have um, some no-shows? Absolutely. It's, it's part, of, part of the game, you know, part of what we do every single day. It's just how you handle them. And then if it doesn't work for you, pass them on to other people. The timing might be not right for for you to and you have to still move on and resolve all your new leads but try and get as many as you can resolve and you're still going to have a bunch of no-shows you know and and people will book numerous appointments with different people and it's okay we've had people say hey we have a couple more appointments after you we want to meet with them and you can't get ruffled or you know it's okay it's normal i understand right. but 
you know, so, so don't let the little stuff get, get in your head. Got it. So when they, when they, when they, what's like the percentage of being no-showed? Is it like 50%? Is it a lot less? No, probably, probably about 25%, 20, 25. Wow, really? So, so two thirds to three quarters of your appointments are going to be there. So yeah, when you do, when you do Zoom and FaceTime or, you know, uh, you're going to have a little bit higher no-show factor because they, they have more control of it, over it than you being at their door or sitting in their right. driveway. Uh, so they, they have a little bit more control. Plus they can, you know, sometimes they won't answer the phone or sometimes after you text them, they'll call back. I mean, I've had many people where we're doing a FaceTime with them and we FaceTime them and, and they don't pick up. And then 10, 15 minutes later, they'll call you and go, I just missed a call from you. Right. So it happens. I mean, it, 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 it happens. You That's know? awesome. Okay. So let's, let's dive into your in-home now. What's the structure of that look like? You know, how long is your quote unquote in-home in-phone <laughs> uh, appointment? Is it 10, 15 minutes? Is it 45? Like a real in-home presentation is how long is that usually for you? Okay. I'm going to tell you when I first started, it was over an hour, right? Okay. Um, and it, it took a long time and obviously it takes, takes a minute to learn how to do the apps and all that. Now it's down to about 30 minutes. Wow. It's, it's about 30 to 45 minutes tops, especially if you're doing two applications, but it's about at most, I would say average 40 minutes. Okay. What's your in-home structure like? Like, so now that you got me on the phone, right? You call me back or whatever it may be. I'm with my wife. How are you setting the expectation of the table? The expectations are very, you have to be very clear, straight to the point. You don't want to waste too much time. Right. Um, it just depends. Every, every person is different. Again, like I said, I'm not the warmest and fuzziest person. I go straight to, to business, mm -hmm. right? So I'm like, okay, you, you know, which one of you filled out the form? Let me, you know, reconfirm all the information that's on it reconfirm. Then the first question is, you know, who filled this out? You know, you're going to compliment them on their writing or their scribbling, whatever it is. Right. And then the most important and the first question is what motivated you to fill out this form? Once you know what their motivations are and their hot buttons, you go from there and then you do your discovery, which is, you know, all their meds and what they do for a living and their financial information. Um, you're going to, you know, drop some seeds. And while you're talking to them, I learned this from my other half is that you're going to ask them questions that are already in the information right. that if you're doing an application, just to cut, cut down your time, right. like, how long have you lived at this house? What was your zip code before? And scribble it down because if you're doing an application, that's a question, yep. right? So you just covered a lot of the questions and you cut off the time. Um, other questions, you know, now you're going to tell some third party stories while you're talking to them to plant the seeds of what you're going to do at the end. And then that's it. Just I, I'm, I'm big on offering three options, first, last, and then kind of funneling it down to the middle option. Right. And if they want to upsell themselves, great. If they want to downsell themselves, great. But now you've covered 
all the options for them and you're telling them you're also telling them that it's not unusual for people to start low and then when we meet again in another year you know move up this way you're you're making them feel that they don't have to do the bigger sale just because and then end up canceling because someone else came in and and you know sold them something less or whatever and canceled your deals make them know that it's very normal it's better to have some coverage than no coverage so when you lay out the <clears throat> options for them right so let's say you're on zoom do you have a presentation like a slideshow or right that's what i wanted to find out you're literally like just said, conversating like said, i'm not tech savvy at all right. i i just let them write it down or tell them these are the three options or or if I'm trying to offer, you know, CBO or not CBO or, you know, depending on what it is and what the situation mm -hmm. is, you're going to tell them this is what I have. And if you feel you've already you already know what's not affordable for them based on the information you had collected in your discovery. Right. So if you ask them, let's say, um, <clears throat> If you if you know that, let's say $300 is not affordable, that's the first thing I'd ask them. I'd say, if you were to cover your whole home, okay, and I told you it was $300, what do you think of that? You know, would you tell me to go jump in a lake? <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Now you're going to move them and make them feel at ease. You know, what did you think it was going to cost? And you're, you're, you're planting all these seeds that you understand what's good for them and what's affordable for them and you're going to guide them in the right direction just because it's three hundred dollars doesn't mean it's the right thing for them and you're going to guide them to something that's 150 or 120 because you care about them right i like that because you know when i was learning how to quote unquote sell right i would never ask that question i would just say here's your three options pick one and then I kept watching all these people that got a lot more premium than I did, right? And they said, I was like, how do you, how do you, I was closing folks at like 80 to $120. That was like my range for like a long time. And then like these people that I knew kept closing deals at like two, two fifty, three. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and they just told, I was like, how do you do that? And multiple people, like there was like five, six of them. They said, we just ask. I'm like, what do you ask? If I showed you something that was 250, how do you feel about it? I was like, no, you don't. And they're like, yeah, I do. Because if they say, yeah, we're comfortable. If that's the case, show them that. If it's and not, don't show them that. And I was like, that was such an easy revelation for me. But it, it makes so much sense. Correct. And then still when they, when they tell you it's comfortable, double and triple check and try and take it away from them, right? Because people, it, when you do that, now they're, you know, are you sure this is sustainable? Are you sure this is affordable? You know, we want to make sure that you're, you know, you're covered. And, and this is going to make your deal a lot more solid. If they realize that, hey, they've asked me, they care about me, they care about my finances, they didn't just shove something down my throat just to get a sale. Right. Now you care about them. Right. I love that. Um, what else am I missing? Because there's obviously stuff that you see that we don't see that you go, hey, this is something that can help you. Like, what are, the, what are some of those things? It's, it, 
honestly, it's about consistency. It's about keeping your head straight. I, all these things are the most important things. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty where I've walked downstairs after a day of, of being beat up. Find a person or two that will lift you up that you can be competitive with. Like for me, I work a lot with Matt, right? Mm -hmm. Matt and I text a lot. And and yeah, and and we we just, you know, challenge each other and find one person that that you you can work with that'll that will make you realize that sometimes you're gonna have those rough days. It's just how you get out of them. And then on the good days, truly stay humble. (laughs) Right. Because you're gonna have great weeks and great months and just just keep your head down and keep doing what you're supposed to do and don't, you know, stay, stay true to yourself. And, and it's just consistency and repetition. You just, it becomes part of you. Your presentation becomes part of you. Nobody can be anyone else. You just take the information and insert yourself in it and make it your own. That's all I can say. I love that. Um, One of the things, one of the things we used to say when we had a great week, we're like, you better prepare because a bad one's coming. <laughs> you know, you close yeah. 12 out of 14. You better be ready next week to go two for 14 because it's coming. Um, and you can't quit next week, too, because it's just it's just the numbers averaging out. Right. And so That's when you have a bad part. week. Right. Yeah. And when you have a bad week, you know, hey, next week is going to be fine because that's when the that's when the floodgates are going to open. So um I wanted to dive into that too. You know, you just said you picked Matt Goodrich as as someone that you work with, like your workout partner, right? Here's the beauty of this whole thing too. The way you sell, like the type of virtual sell you do, which is mortgage protection um, and you book them and close them compared to what Matt does on the virtual side. It's two different things because Matt works a lot of live transfers, right? And see, that's the beauty of what we get to do here at Family First Life is like we have such a large array of ways to do the same thing. Yes, at the end of the day, we're just protecting families, but there's different ways to do it. You know, like, for example, you guys use the mortgage. Matt uses live transfers. Well, I know Brandon does a lot of one call closes. And and that's the beauty of this whole thing is like if you wanted to learn it, we have it right. That's the beauty of Family First Life. So um. I wanted to ask you too, how many appointments do you have scheduled usually within a week? Try to do 30 to 40. Okay. Right. Um, the last few weeks have not been that it's starting to ramp up again. Right. So I think slow season is, is down. Now you had a lot of people on spring break, so they're not home. They haven't traveled in the past couple of years. So they're going on vacation. Um, but it's starting to pick up again. And um, we try and shoot for about 40 a week, honestly. I mean, I know 30 is the, the recipe, but I, I'm not someone that goes for standard. I want to blow it out of the water just right. because the production last year from March to December was 400. Honestly, the goal is 800 this year. Wow. It's, it's, it hasn't been off to a crazy start, but it's been pretty consistent. And between now and December, it's doable. And it's just, you just have to hustle. I mean, last year we, we went on vacation a couple of times and worked 
And that's the beauty of this. I mean, I was in Kabul taking appointments and Destin taking appointments, you know, with you. And if you can book a few appointments a day, don't stop. Right. I was in the hospital a few weeks ago and my other half was taking appointments sitting in, in the room next to me on a chair doing appointments. Right. Wow. So don't awesome. stop. <laughs> right. <clears throat> hey guys, if you guys have any questions, feel free to drop it in the Q&A uh, primarily because the chat group is going to get blown out. But, but Lada, I want to ask you a few questions that some people are, are, are asking us. Sure. Um, Patty said, you mentioned sharing third-party stories. Are those stories to share importance of getting coverage or what? Um, yes. Got it. When, you yes. do, when do you share these stories? I'm assuming during inventory or how do you? During, while you're talking to them, real quick, small talk, and then personal stories. I mean, my... The reason I, I started doing this was last February, um, my, my ex-husband passed away. He was young, obviously not all old. We, we, we share now a 26-year-old daughter. So at that time she was 25 and it hit hard. It was unexpected. It was not something, and she was left burdened with a lot of decisions to make and if it wasn't for Adam and I that stood by her side and helped her you know through it and he did leave her the gift of life insurance and it did take a few months for that to come in so right. we saw it firsthand and when you tell these stories these are things from the heart these are true and real and we saw them affect our family so all these things, when you're talking, people know if you're genuine or not. And when you are genuine, they're going to relate. Everybody's lost someone they love. I lost my dad. I know you just lost your mom. It, it's difficult. It's not an easy, you know. So when, when you talk to people, talk to them from the heart and they will trust you. You don't have to make up stuff. It's real life. Right. Yeah. And that's the... Uh... You know, it's fascinating because a lot of people, well, between us and everybody on the call, <laughs> um, yeah. when I was in the field selling life insurance, I never lost a loved one. So I never really understood. And then like when my mom passed, I was like, if I got back in the field right now, I'd protect 100, 150 families a month. No problem. Because now that I have the experience of what it feels like and how awful it is, the grieving process, the death claim process, burying someone, you know, funeral home, like I can actually experience that and, and transfer that to a client, right? Back then I was selling the benefits of life insurance, which is all awesome. And for, for some of you that are too young to experience any of that, like happy for you. But like now that I have, it's like, you couldn't tell me how much it costs to bury someone. Back then I was like, man, is she right when she tells me it's only like 17? Like, no, no, it's not 17. It's 25 to 30. How do I know? I just put the bill like last week. Yes. You know, so like- you have confidence when you talk about that stuff. Now, the other thing I, I can share with you too, Patty, is I share stories to make people move. Like, for example, like Brian Mendenhall has a great story of why group life insurance sucks compared to a standalone individual policy. So when someone says, hey, I got a group, I have a work insurance policy, boom, that's a story I tell right off the bat, right? I can tell you mine. I I, I worked for a company for 20 years. I, I had big like a decent sized policy. I lost my job during COVID. Guess what? To switch it to was going to be ridiculous amount of money. And I had to walk away from it. Now I'm 
53 years old and and if I wanted to go get a policy with my health health issues it's ridiculous so you know you can tell these stories and and it's they're real <laughs> right so um so yeah I think those are the, the stories that we tell but Lara, do you make, like, let's say if someone declines the coverage and they don't want to buy from you because, you know, they want to think about it, they want to shop you, what do you do at the end of your presentation? Um, I tell them that, you know, the, first of all, you're, you're going to try and overcome this objection. No problem. Shop me. And you try and overcome, hey, this is not about you shopping me. It's about, you know, <laughs> the underwriter shopping you, you know, right. at the end of the day, don't you can think about it all you want, but let's get you approved first. Right. So, right. and, and that's the one good thing. And we're dealing with a, a listed underwriters. So while we're talking, pull all these things up on the computer, you know, I have time Do you, if, if not, and if they feel that way, then just let them go. I mean, I'm not going to tell you, I've had a few backs. The chances are it's, it's a 50, 50 shop. It's, it's a toss, right? But um, I've had some people that said they wanted time to think about it and they came back and, and did go ahead and move forward with a policy. You're going to win some, you're, you're going to lose some. And then like be organized with your leads. If you have some that, that want to think about it or didn't buy, put them in files and go back and revisit with them. You know, that's how you're going to lower your lead cost or have someone else on your team go back. And if they reiterate all the things that you said, now that people are getting a consistent message and um, they're probably going to end up doing it. Right. I love that. And and see, like you said something, I I totally forgot. (laughs) Especially, and this is for those of you that are doing mortgage protection. If they want to think about it, I always tell them, hey, when you bought this house, right, the lender had to think about you before you chose the house, by the way. You had to pre-qualify for your loan and see how much you can qualify for before you can go shopping for a home. Because like when I was shopping for my home, I was looking at homes that were like seven, eight hundred thousand. But guess what? I only qualify for four to five. Right. And so the lender has to say yes before you go shopping. Just like here, the underwriter has to say yes before you make your final decision. I would always tell my clients that because that's, that's very, like, I'm a big analogies guy and that's the analogy that can resonate with them because they just bought a home, you know? So um, hopefully that helps. But a lot of the next question is how many leads do you buy a week and how many dials do you make on a dial day on average? Um, Depends. I I do mail drops. So some weeks I'll get 50 leads, some weeks I'll get 70, some weeks I'll get 100, some weeks 30. It's just, there's no, again, it's been kind of slow and and uh, I got a batch of leads. I was in the hospital, so I wasn't able to follow through with them. It just depends. I can tell you that it's picking up right now and it, get as many leads as you can afford to get and work them as hard as you can. And the more leads you have, the more opportunities you have. There's no magic number. You could get 10 leads and close five of them and do great. And the following week, get 20 and close none. There's, right. there's no, just as long as there's leads, get them, work them, sell them. 
Right. I love that. Get them, work them, sell them. Um, when you dial, are you dialing the traditional Monday for in, in, in Thursdays? Or are you dialing every day because you're literally doing it virtually? Every day. I mean, we dialed on Sunday because it was snowing, you know, in certain areas and, and it was, the weather was not so great. There's, there's no catch them when you can. I mean, dial days are great because everybody's dialing and, and, but if on a dial day, I can get an appointment, I'm going to take the appointment. Love that. So it's just whenever you can get the, get the lead, call them and sell them. I mean, we've, we've taken appointments at five and six in the morning and because people can only do it at that time. And we've finished at nine and 10 o'clock at night. There's no specific schedule. There's no time whenever it's convenient for your lead. You want to meet with them and help them out. I love that. What do you do? How do you, how do you overcome the, like the social and the bank account, right? Like you got every piece of information on the app. How do you overcome the social security and the, and the bank account one? Cause I'm assuming some people go, I'm not going to give you that over the phone. Yeah. I mean, we've had some of that, but like I, a few days ago, we had someone that, you know, I'm talking to them, gave me the social. And then when it came to the bank and routing was like, I'm not going to give you this. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, let me ask you this. You just gave me your social. Do you think that your bank and routing number, at least you can close that. You just gave me your social. You trusted me enough to give me your social. Right. And, and so, and, and the lady goes, you know what? You're right. I, I, I go at the end of the day, I just sent you all my information. I gave you my national producer number. I just gave you my social, you know, you right. have access to all my information. And um, you can go in and Google it. So I said, then what's the difference? If I'm sitting in your home, you're still going to give me the same information. I'm going to put it in the same secure portal. And some people, it resonates with them. They go, you're right. And you're still going to have people that are not going to give you that information. And you just have to work around it. And some people, you know, eventually will and some will not. And these are the ones that you'll send someone to the home. No, I didn't give them my social. When I tell them, I just gave you very personal information, my national producer number, all my, you know, all my, you know, my licenses and all that stuff. That's private. That's also personal information for me. So it just kind of makes them feel good. Right. And I'll answer that question for Don. Yes, I've given people my social. Because you know why? I'm asking them for theirs. So if there, if I feel like there's some, you know, backlash, I'm like, hey, Don, you got a pen and paper? He's like, yeah. I'm like, here, take this down. 622. And I'm like, that's mine, just in case you wanted it. Because if it's not a big deal for me, it's not a big deal for you. I mean, you can send them. I've sent people a picture of my driver's license. Yeah. You know, I mean, that now you have a copy of my ID. Right. Right. So I love that. Um, are you doing the traditional dial them three times in a row, three times a day? How are you dialing people out? Um, do definitely the three times in a row, but I can tell you, I paid for the lead. I'm going to dial it till <laughs> there's no, no more dials. You know, I mean, <laughs> love that. there's no, there, I mean, 
why would there be like just three dials? Just keep dialing it. They wrote their phone number down. They gave you access to call them, call them. Right. I love that. It's so simple. It is so simple. That's Brandon said they owe me money for my lead. <laughs> right. I mean, I need to learn from Brandon to get better at one call closes. I was actually going to hit him up and, and see how to learn, how to get better at that. That's the beauty of our team is we get to share all this information with one another. Right. Um, but yeah. And, and see, like, I, I see that we're still talking about, you know, the, the personal information stuff that that's where for me, it's like, you know, being able to, to send them like your state licenses, your driver's licenses. And one of the lines, this is a line that I use to always diffuse, you know, sales pressure in the home. I was like, you know, when I was living in California and I was running business in California, I would say, you know, hey, Lotta, do me a favor. This is my state license number, by the way. There's a website called the California Department of Insurance License Lookup. Type my license up there. You'll see that I've been licensed for five years. And you'll see that there's zero customer complaints. Why? Because I treat all my clients like their family. I can't say that about others, but I can say that about me. So like, why would I want to screw that up with you? It's not worth it. It's not worth me losing my license over one client. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's how I would also put sales pressure. I would lower sales pressure is like, hey, do me a favor. Go on the Department of Insurance website, type my information in. You'll find me. They, everybody can find me. You actually have my home address on there, too. And if you want it, you can see if there's any complaints. And there aren't any. And I've been doing this for a long time, you know. So um, that's 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 what I used to do to bring, you know, sales pressure down. Um the other thing, Lada, is what, what phone systems do you use? Do you use like a Ring Central or something like that to match um, area codes? We do that for dialing and booking appointments. But when I'm calling them FaceTime or phone call or whatever, I use my phone number. Right, right. I, I, and I tell them, this is my, and, and they go, oh, my, I mean, my cell phone number is 407. I come, I lived in Orlando most of my life. And I'm in Dallas now and I've lived in Vegas and people ask me, that's an Orlando number. Yep. You know, it is. So it's not a big deal. Save my cell phone number. This is my number. You know, if you ever call me and I don't pick up, it's because I'm with another client. Just shoot me a quick text and I'll call you right back. Love that. I mean, the, 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 now they know they have access to you anytime. And you know, I've, I've had people, you know, after a call, after an appointment last week, the lady for 30 minutes blew me up sending me recipes. That's so I mean, awesome. I mean, you know, that uh, policy will never cancel. <laughs> you know, when they do that, you know, that's a guaranteed policy for life. Yeah. I mean, she's sending me all her mom's recipes. I'm like, great. I've had people send me pictures of their Christmas trees and their decoration and, you know. <laughs> that's so awesome yeah and that's you know that's and that's a big deal it's once again the whole con if you guys are watching how lada responds she's very like nonchalant it's not a big deal see like some of you guys when they ask you those questions you tense up and you're very combative you shouldn't be if it's not a big deal for you it's not a big deal for that right it's just like when you're asking for a social security number when i was brand new and i was like um a lot of so uh what what's your social what's your social security number and now they're like what the hell like that's something's wrong compared to like hey what's your social 
I mean, when, when you ask them to get ready, you know, we're going to move forward with your, you know, would you like me to move forward with your application? Great. Okay. Let me log into a secure portal while Ooh, I do that's that. A good word, secure portal. Yeah. Okay. That's good. While I do that, why don't you go gather your uh, driver's license, social security card, and your bank and routing information? I love Just that. Because if they don't give you any pushback, that's a guaranteed sale. I just asked you for it. Right. But if they give you pushback, you can overcome that objection. Now you and have to go back and overcome it. Exactly. But that's so money. Because I remember like my whole thing was when I used to run in the home, I'd be like, all right, Lotto, the only thing I need to get started with the application is your driver's license. I would do this. And if they got up, I, yep. I knew that it was a lay down. Yep. If they gave me any pushback right there, I can overcome that objection and they would either go get their driver's license and social and bank info, or if they didn't, I knew I had to walk out. Like I wasn't going to waste their time anymore or mine, Yep. you know? So, wow, that's so good. Yeah. Brandon, I, I thought the same thing, right? Secure portal. I'm like, duh, that makes sense. Cause it is secure. Like it makes so much sense. Um, what was your, what was your biggest like aha moment when things changed for you, right? Like, were you ever struggling at a point and went, boom, this is what I got to do to, to be more consistent in my business, to write the premium. Um, cause that's where I think a lot of people are struggling with is, is in the beginning going through that learning curve and the fact that you got started in your first month, you protected 50 families. I mean, obviously your learning curve was a lot shorter. So what was your aha moment? So, so in sales, there's two, two things that could happen to you. And in my pre previous life, I used to say anybody that came out of the gate strong on their first day on the sales floor, wrote a couple sales or the first week, it was the kiss of death because now they got too big for their own bridges. Right. Yes. And then they, they do a snow dive or, you know, right. For me, I came out of the gate strong and I'm like, holy cow, is this a good thing or a bad thing? I'm thinking in my head, you know, is that the kiss of death? Um, so it was a great month, right? I'm on a high. And then I got a few chargebacks and it was like, I would wake up every morning. First thing I would look at is, and America. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And then you know, so, so that was the struggle for me to understand. And I'll tell you when, when I first started my rescission rate, and I still use timeshare terms, my rescission rate was 30%. I have it down to about 18 to 20% now. Wow. So that's the learning curve is to get through it. I've never seen more people give up in this industry before they should have. And it's sad. It's sad because First of all, it's a tough industry. It's not easy. And the cream will rise to the top. It's lonely because you have to motivate yourself and keep your head clear. And if you have a great partner, wonderful. And if you have great people around you, it's even better. Um, use those tools to stay, you know, to stay in the game, to keep your head straight. Um, and you will get through it. Don't give up. Just so do not give up and it's not for the faint of heart i mean if 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 you're worried about how much you're going to spend on leads you're not going to succeed you're you're you, these people filled out this information they need your help so you're gonna if you're a 50 percent closer 
you're going to, five of them are going to say no, and you may have 50 in a row say no, but then you're going to have the next batch all say yes. So it's a numbers game. That's, I think you're, when you said that, it, it, it made so much sense to me. It's like so many people quit right before their break, you know? And I think that's the, uh, like I went 0 for 14 to start. But my first 14 appointments, I didn't, I didn't close one piece of business, right? And people always go like, why didn't you quit? Well, I didn't quit because I knew Joe and Trey and knew that if they made it, like there's no reason why I wasn't going to, you know what I mean? And so like, that's the thing is like so many people quit right during their learning curve is about to be over and they get it. And it's like all that time they, they spent to invest to the learn, you know, the industry and the business. And then right when they're about to hit their curve and go up, they go, it's not for me, I'm out. And I've seen this time and time again. And it's like you said, it's unfortunate, um, but it happens. And, and it happens here, which is very interesting more than a lot of places. Um, yeah. So yeah. That's... It's just crazy. They go through the test and they study for it and they get all excited. They buy their badge and their shirt and their leads. And then you never hear from them again. And it's like, are you kidding me? Right. So I love that. Well, Lada, thank you so much for uh, taking for time me. out your day to, to be with us and, uh, you know, just dropping gems because this is the stuff that I, you know, myself and a lot of folks get questions about all the time. How do we do this part? How do we do this? What's the slight adjustments on this? How do they follow up with, you know, people that no show them? How do you book the appointments to solidify? And it's like, you did such a great job answering and giving us the real, not holding anything back. And um, if there's anything that we can do, um, to ever return the favor. I know you're going to reach out to Brandon. I'm pretty sure Brandon's going to enjoy having that conversation too. He's great. Um, but if there's anything that we can do to return the favor, please let us know. And thank we thank you so much um, for, you know. Same here. Anything anyone needs, I'm available. You can text me, ask me questions, uh, and I'll be happy to answer, you know, um, and help out anybody that needs anything. And I know Adam would do the same. He's, he's a lot better. He's the nice one. <laughs> <laughs>